Welcome to Four Speed Ahead. I'm Craig Fuller here with Jordan Graff, the president of Triumph Pay. Jordan, how are things in Dallas, Texas today? They're good. It's starting to get hot. Um, and, you know, we're getting ready for summer. Got some barbecue going on. And, um, you know, we're looking forward to hopefully getting back to a little bit more like normal, uh, getting closer to getting back in the office and getting our team members together. But overall, things are, things are good here in Texas. If Steve Hausman is cooking barbecue, that is about as normal of a day that I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah. Steve Hausman is, you know, for those that don't know him, he is a barbecue. He's a officially licensed barbecue judge. I don't know what that means. He, he claims to it. But, you know, I trade Billy him a website for getting a barbecue lesson. So, yeah, I'm, a, I'm about three websites in for him at this point. That's awesome. Well, Jordan, Triumph Pay has made a lot of substantial moves over the last couple of years. It was a business that you really envisioned and, and really brought it to Triumph Bank and Triumph, uh, Triumph uh, the factoring business, um, the business capital business. I'm curious, what has that uh, been like over the last couple of years as you guys have really built this business through an existing uh, platform and through a bank, and now are handling payments for a lot of the transportation industry. What has that What has that experience been like? Yeah, and to give credit where credit's due, Steve Hausman was the original um, person who con- you know conceived this idea at you know Triumph Business Capital, and I came in about a year into the project and um, and, and picked up and, and led the team. But we have an incredible team and we've had an awesome run the last uh, three years. You know, right now we're processing run rate about $3 billion in, in payments. It's about up about 10x from where we were last year. And, you know, we think we'll close the year closer to like eight or nine billion in run rate payments. Um, you know, we, we have some really, really great clients on the platform, you know, Schneider, Transplace, Trinity Logistics. And it's just... It's been um, a lot of work, long sales cycle, building a lot of trust, uh, developing the brand name for people because you're dealing with payments, right? Billions of dollars of payments. It takes a lot for a um, a large company, a publicly traded company, to contract with you to, to let you handle that amount of funds. So um, we're starting to feel the the momentum really build, um, and you know that's that's really exciting and it's making it easier to kind of win the next you know, each individual next large broker. But now we're starting to feel the network effect for the carriers. We've got carriers who now have, you know, because we have over 200 brokers on the platform, they got, they're working with 50, 100 brokers on the platform. And now they're starting to, to really use Triumph Pay to submit their paperwork, check payment status. It, it's really starting the, the vision of where Steve, uh, you know, originally conceived and where we, you know, hoped it would go. We're really starting to see that take hold. So Triumph Pay, in many ways, is, I mean, it's a payment processing platform to help facilitate payments from brokers uh, to carriers. Uh, I mean, is an analogy of MasterCard and Visa a fair analogy, or is it something else? No, that's, and and you you know payments so well, and you... You've helped us so much through the last three years. I, th- I think we should give you a shout out. I've asked you a lot of questions over the years, but you nailed it, right? And that was some of, um, you know, what we've come up with the last years, that analogy of more like American Express, Visa, where we are, that network where we have um, payers on one side and payees on the other, um, you know, issuers, merchant acquirers. You can use whatever analogy you like, but we're really, our goal to try and pay right now over the next 12 months is to build as much payment volume on the payer side, get as many brokers and shippers on the platform, because when they come on the platform, the carriers 
have to be paid by us. So they get paid by check unless they come in and register on the platform. And at this point, we've had over 40,000 carriers register on Triumph Pay instead of a bank account to get paid on Triumph Pay. So, you know, we've, we've captured a, a, a very large portion of the active uh, truckload market. But yeah, it looks a lot like Visa MasterCard, but we're that network connecting payers and payees. I mean, the, the whole magic of payments is it's uh, effectively a cost we all bear uh, uh, in terms of, of, you know, the ultimate thing about fintech and payments automation is that we have all this expense of dealing with, work, dealing with paperwork, dealing with credit risk. You guys are essentially taking that away from uh, the carriers of not having to worry about who, how they're getting paid and the brokers of having to do all the paperwork that it takes to get to pay these guys. Yeah, you, you, you nailed it, Craig. You know, our goal is to be that, you know, that nexus of billion payments and trucking between the carriers and brokers so that a carrier can come in, um, enter their bank account one time, and get paid on that bank account for all the brokers and shippers on the platform. They can opt in and opt out of quick pay if they need events, if they need um, accelerated payment on, on an invoice, they can opt into it. It's all non-recourse. That means once the payment is made to the carrier, there's no, it doesn't matter if that broker goes out of business, try and pay, we'll take the credit loss. So we're providing um, you know, credit enhancement and security to carriers if they choose and accelerated funding. So they can enable them to accelerate their cash flow. On the broker side, we're trying to standardize how paperwork comes to them, to get their carriers to submit paperwork through one application that comes in dot typed, associated with the load. They're able to process that paperwork faster. And then all of the fraud that happens in carrier payments, you know, most people don't think about freight brokerages have a unique problem to solve in their AP department. Relative to their size amount of revenue they do, they pay tens of thousands of, of carriers. 80% of those they use one time a year. And so that, that friction of trying to bring in and onboard all those carriers, get their bank account, there's so much attempted fraud. There's a lot of you know, realized fraud um, in those brokers' AP departments. And so we're able to take that and eliminate for that for brokers and say, don't worry about it. Let us deal with that as a bank. And because we have so many more brokers on our platform, we're dealing with these carriers more frequently than, a, than, than one broker would on a one-off basis. We're able to narrow down. And, and even we're working through an example right now where we've We've um, identified a carrier who's, who's trying to attempt fraud on the platform. We were able to catch it before the fraud happened. And, you know, using the leverage of being a bank and having connections with, you know, the FBI and, 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 and those law enforcement networks, we're able to, you know, curtail fraud faster um, than, than a broker can on their own. Well, Jordan, I imagine not only can you deal with the fraud, but uh, also the seamlessness uh, of getting all of those uh, carriers set up and having to deal with all of the routing instructions that if you ran a manual network you would have to do, is there advantages there that you guys bring to uh, the brokers that you're, you're doing business with? Yeah, the, the brokers get to say, hey carriers, your bank account information, that goes into TriPay, it doesn't go into our system. We don't store it in our system. You know, the, the broker doesn't have to store it in their system. They're not liable if there's, you know, the, the, all the, the benefits of just getting to offload very sensitive information in, into, you know, Triumph Pay, which is owned by a bank and we're subject to the, the regulatory audits um, that, a, that a bank is. And um, we're also soft, you know, soft one and uh, soft one type two uh, compliance. You know, they get, to, they get to push that all onto us. And, you know, it, it's, it's the benefit of using one platform that, you know, has can in, in invest more in security, invest more in, you know, data security, invest more in, um, those kind of protective activities to make sure that data stays secure and let the broker focus on things that are more value added to, 
and the value added to them, their, their core business, how they, go, how they go and source freight, how they go and source carriers, how they match the two and the algorithms and the pricing and all the things they're trying to do there. They get to focus their technology investment on their core business and let us deal with all the back office, fraud risk, um, you know, friction of dealing with the carriers. I mean, AP is where AP and anything in procurements where embezzlement takes place, where a lot of fraud takes place, especially in trucking. Um, but you guys being a financial institution, you mentioned that you're, you know, you're audited by the FDIC and insured. Uh, you have bank regulators and state regulators that are inspecting the books of your bank. And you're far more regulated. You know, the banking industry is far more regulated than really almost any industry on the planet. So there's got to be some value that you're bringing in terms of security to uh, the organizations and companies you do business with. Yeah, because you really do take it out of the hands of you know the team members at the the broker that that ability to manipulate the movement of funds and it really that now that liability comes onto us and we indemnify the broker or the payer in that example that we're going to pay the right entity make sure that entity gets paid so you take away the ability for you know a back office personnel to try and manipulate a bank account to divert funds um, and you know we do that inside of a control environment where we have a a process that we have to follow at try and pay that's that's very well documented if someone does attempt to change a bank account that requires independent verification uh, apart from the individual that can release funds very complicated we have teams that are, you know we have an, an entire team internally an internal audit team that helps us develop these controls and make sure that they're being they're being followed so it definitely it definitely removes a lot of that burden um, for the payers now, Jordan, the numbers that you've talked about are astounding when you think about the fact that this is a business, uh, Triant Pay is effectively two years old and is processing, last year processed, or is on $3 billion of the current run rate, talked about going to 8 to $9 billion at the end of 2020. I mean, that is, those numbers are huge. And just to put that in perspective, MasterCard's entire global network does, handles about $8 trillion dollars. You're handling, or by the end of this year, you'll be handling about 1% of the volume that goes over MasterCard's networks. We're talking a massively big business and, and arguably one of the biggest startups, even though you're a part of a bank, so you're not truly a startup. Uh, but if yeah. you were, one of the biggest startups in the entire industry. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's humbling. And it's just we have an amazing team of, of people, some of which you helped me find. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it, we are just blessed to have come into a, a, a place with a company who is, you know, most publicly traded banks aren't leaning this far forward into to technology and willing to invest what it takes to build something this fast. And so we're blessed to have, a, a, you know, a, a, a publicly traded bank with the mindset of, hey, we need to invest in technology before leaning. Um, we are blessed to have built a team of people that have far more industry connections and experience than I do. And we're able together to be able to go fast and move fast. And we're blessed with industry, uh, you know, connections and partners like you in, in FreightWaves. I mean, FreightWaves, we, we've been, you know, partners with you since the beginning and other people like DAT and, um, you know, TIA have been great for us in just helping build credibility. Um, so, you know, we, this is, you're looking at, the, the success we have is just a product of the right place, the right time, and, and, the, and the right people being willing to lean in and invest in, in, in this idea. I mean, I think about the fact that uh, MasterCard's current market cap, I just looked it up, is $292 billion. 
handling $8 trillion of volume. Um, and I know you're, you're an officer in a publicly traded company, so you can't speak to this. But I think the fact that you're doing 1% in two years of what the volume that they handle over the network, and you've essentially built this payment network for this massive industry of freight, I mean, it strikes me that there is a ton of value in the Triumph Pay network that is completely untapped. And so uh, I think it's pretty astounding. I mean, I've seen when you and I were uh, started on the journey with Bitta a couple of years ago, uh, when we, we were involved in the early iterations of, of, of what that was in 2017, you were just getting started in the industry and, and helping to sort of scale this idea. And really, at those days, it was it was a nascent concept. And now we're talking about a business that is really massive in terms of the volumes that you guys are handling. Yeah, you you've shut down a lot of my bad ideas, Craig. Yeah. Uh, especially there in the early days. I, I, we, <laughs> yeah, we, I, I remember one trip to Chattanooga specifically. I had some grand blockchain idea, and, and you and uh, uh, you and Daniel uh, Daniel Pickett were like. No, this isn't going to work. But look, and that's, that's the benefit of having great partners like you and others who we can go to who, have, who honestly, you know, a lot of the team at, at Triumph came from the, the factoring side or the financing side or the technology side. And, and it wasn't until we started getting guys like Mitch Hickson and George Lorenz and Micah Ansley um, and that had real transportation experience who really helped us, you know, navigate some, you know, build some of that more expertise on the team. Um, and, we, and we do try and listen to people in the industry help us uh, develop the, the product by what the industry uh, what the industry wants. But yeah, as we think about the market, Craig, like so you talk about the size of the market. You know, our primary focus right now is on brokered freight. And in our minds, that's a hundred to hundred and fifty billion dollar a year uh, market uh, for carrier payments. You know, there's a, there's about eight to nine thousand active freight brokers in the country um, at, at any point in one year. And the top thousand have about ninety percent of that market. So we really are going hard after that top thousand, and specifically the top twenty freight brokers in the country to try and get them on the platform, um, so that we can start to create that network effect within uh, brokered freight, right? So we're not going as hard into the shipper side of the equation, although we do have about five to ten uh, shippers on the platform, um, like Michael Staples, uh, Medtronic, McKesson, who are on the platform through our partner Intelligent Audit. But really, we want to create that network effect. First in broker freight, because you know better than anyone, broker freight and contract freight are very different. Carriers are different. The experience is different. You got EDI billing on one and you got paper billing on the other. And so, you know, we really try and stay focused on broker freight to develop that network effect there first. And so that starts compounding on itself. And then after we build that scale in in broker freight, that's when we'll start to look more at uh, the shipper market. I mean, the broker freight market's hard. I mean, I think you and I've talked about this privately, not, not on film. But 50% of all transactions in brokerage, spot transactions, have some exception to it, whether it's detention being billed or some accessorial that wasn't charged or some dispute in price and rate. Um, I mean, what does that look like to you guys as you streamline these processes? Man, you nailed it. You, and, and, like, you ran a freight brokerage, right? So you, like, you know this. You get it. There's two, there's two things that are incredibly painful right now that we Right now, we solve a lot of things for the freight brokers. We solve getting paperwork from the carrier to the broker. Um, we solve paying the carrier, managing the carrier's bank account. We solve a lot of things for them today. There's two problems that we got our eyes on that we really want to solve, and that's lumper fees and fuel advances. Okay, and that's that's in our long-term product vision. How do we take out what you're talking about there? 
paid accessorials, dealing with uh, a lump or feed needing to go out instead of doing it through you know a third-party system, deal inside the network so that it's already attached to the invoice when it's submitted, and you reduce a lot of back and forth on trying to manage, hey, was the lumper already included? Was it paid for directly by the broker? And then when you start talking about fuel advances, that's where we see so much, so much potential on what we can do, um, where we can eliminate a lot of the fraud that's associated with fuel advances, which is a, a four-letter word for most freight brokers and, and carriers. And, and we can remove the fraud, remove the fraud risk by, you know, having we have because we work with that carrier across multiple brokers, we can see if they're real or not. We can see if we paid them or not. We can identify risk rating matrices on those carriers because we see how they operate across a swath of brokers and then that uh, allows us to offer them more pro products at better pricing because we are able to eliminate a lot of that fraud risk. So, so Jordan, I mean, in terms of the value that you guys uh, are bringing to the participants in your market, um, where do you see this going long term for other services that you could, you could add to it to make their life easier? Yeah, I think, um, you know, for freight brokers, it's going to be a lot around, uh, you know, the billing settlement, uh, presentment settlement payment process, right? Presentment invoice paperwork being submitted. We've got some tools around that today. We think we can go farther on that um, settlement, you know, finalizing the amount to be paid. And, you know, through partnerships and integrations with Hubtran and Transflow, we can help, you know, brokers use their existing tools to be able to have that happen faster or even automate it. And then settlement, you know, we want to add some additional faster funding methods, you know, real-time payments, a digital wallet. We want to do some things to get the carriers more, um, having more like a Venmo experience on try and pay instead of, you know, just dumping the money into their bank account. And so in a perfect world, we envision this. A carrier is hauling for Schneider. They, they complete the load. You're talking about an owner-operator. Complete the load, takes a picture of the bill lady, takes a picture of the rate confirmation, and, you know, he's able to create an invoice on the app and submit that directly inside the TriPay app to Schneider. Schneider Systems be able to quickly, if not automatically, instantly approve, the, approve it for payment because they, you know, it's all coming already digitally um, doc typed and, and associated with the load. And then to, if we have a digital wallet or real-time payments, we're able to instantly put money into that carrier's bank account. That's where we want to go, where it's lightning fast, almost an instant experience, almost like a card network, right? For a carrier to be able to, you know, submit something for payment and getting paid, and he could have the money on his, you know, digital wallet by the time he gets to the truck stop to fuel, you know, to fuel up. So, Jordan, am I gonna at some point? Are carriers and drivers are going to be carrying a, or brokers for that matter, going to be carrying a T-Pay uh, credit card piece of plastic in their wallet? Uh, I mean, do you see that happening, or is this going to be something that that is strictly uh, electronic and we don't need a piece of plastic? Look, I think we're going to try and lean towards away from plastic. Um, uh, you know, look, there's, you know, there's better than I do, right? I mean, you have better, more card experience, but like, we probably have to have a card associated with that wallet. Um, but it'll definitely be a, you know, leaning more heavily towards mobile, towards you know, NFC communication with the 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 um, the, the terminal, and you know, so that we don't have to be issuing plastic. But you know, as a bank, we have, you know, we are able, able to issue plastic and able to, to do that and support that. So. You know, we view it as, you know, kind of an omni-experience, right? If you be able to attach plastic to it or be able to use, you know, Apple Pay, Samsung Pay, you know, you know whatever you want to use um, to be able to, to make payments inside of, the, of this digital wallet. So I think a celebrity endorsement from T-Pain to help with T-Pay would be cool. Hey, Jordan, I want to <laughs> talk a little bit about how you guys make money. I mean, you're, you're providing these services. 
how do you guys get paid? Man, it, it, Craig, it looks a lot like a car transaction on American Express or, or Visa. And so our brokers or our payers on the system, our shippers and brokers, they don't pay us anything. They're like the card holder, like you that have that rewards card. They don't pay, try and pay any fees. Okay, they actually get money back from us. We do rebates back to our brokers based on how much volume their carriers take quick pay through us. So for a broker, that's it's kind of a no-brainer financial cost decision because it's costing you nothing. You're going to eliminate back office costs, eliminate fraud risk, and you don't have to tie your capital up, quit paying your carriers, and you get money back from TriPay. It's it's like a, a you know a home run uh, for for a broker or a shipper. For a carrier, we're offering them um, cheap quick pay options, right? So a carrier can choose to either take quick pay or not. And if they don't take quick pay, there's no fee to the carrier. They get paid in standard pay terms. We'll ACH the money to them in their bank account for free on the standard pay term of the invoice on, on day 30. If they want quick pay, it's normally 2% or less is the discount rate. So actually better than most car networks in terms of the interchange that they're paying. And a portion of that goes to us, a portion of that goes to the broker. The, the fee that we receive, we use to justify the, the capital that we're putting to work, right? Because we pay the carrier um, as soon as they elect that quick pay and the invoice is approved and the broker doesn't pay us back for 30 days. And then we also deal with the fraud risk and, and all the operations of running uh, the network. So it's actually, we're trying to deliver, if possible, cheaper financing options to carriers than they could get if they were just accepting credit cards. I mean, this is, I, look, I love the combination of freight, and as you've alluded to, I spent nine years in payments, so I'm always, and you know this personally, but folks that are watching may not know this, I've always been fascinated with the intersection of logistics and payments and the potential of what you could actually build here. And I'm, I'm certainly excited about what you guys are, are doing with, with Triant Pay and the opportunities, and I think about all of the inefficiencies in this space uh, that you could solve with a payment network that... Um, that is really a transportation payment network. I mean, this is completely different than having a traditional payment network like MasterCard and Visa. This is a network that is built for transportation offered by a regulated financial institution. Huge deal. Yeah, you nailed it. Yeah, you nailed it. I need to bring you along on investor pitches. I mean, you... I'm ready, you man. better than I do. I do. I, 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 I tell you what, Jordan, when... Triumph Pay gets to the point where it is worth multitude of billions, and you guys des- decide to spin it off. That I want to be uh-huh. a part of that roadshow. I can tee it up for you guys. It would be great. This, I mean, look, I, I, I actually sincerely believe that payments inefficiency is such a big, big issue in this space. And a, a lot of times, uh, carriers are getting exploited because of those payment inefficiencies and the working capital need there. And I think whether it's Triant Pay or, or, or some other entrepreneur out there or some other large institution that can help solve those issues, I applaud it. I, I, I have you know no personal vested interest in the winner, per se, uh, but I do applaud what you guys are doing is using your bank charter and effectively trying to completely disintermediate your existing factoring business. When I think about what the power that this could do is create an electronic payment network that effectively puts factoring uh, out of business, I think it's very powerful. Yeah, I would, you know, so I'd just say hit two things. One, like, you know, we have no intention of spitting out Triumph Pay. Uh, we are happy where we are. We are doing great. We love uh, where we are. There's no intention, and that's that's a decision above my, above my pay grade. And the second thing I would say is that 
you know, a lot of people talk about the disintermediation of factoring because of try and pay. There will still be, if try and pay succeeds and captures the market share that we're trying to capture in broker freight in, in five years, there will still be factoring in transportation in five years. It'll look different, okay? It'll look different. The days of offering 4%, 5% factoring rates to, to owner operators are probably long gone at that point, right? And, you know, where where I would say if you look at what's going to happen, and especially with TBC and the amazing platform that's been built there, and a lot of, you know, some other great factoring companies like Apex and RTS, like, they've gone more upmarket, right, to larger carriers, and, and really, you know, they're dealing with large fleets more than they are the owner-operator, and it's, the factoring's changed a lot in the last um, 10 years. And so... I think what you're going to see happen is, is a movement of factoring more upstream to dealing with larger carriers that are more efficient and that's easier to work with versus the owner operator who may have just been running for three months and goes out of business in three months. You know, that that's a really highly frictional aspect of the market that is easier for Triant Pay to deal with um, because it's faster to onboard them and easier to offer that quick pay. You know, we, we don't have to hold back um, reserves or escrows and there's, there's you know, it's all non-recourse. So that's, you know, typically something that's easier to offer to an owner or operator through try and pay through a payments network than it would be through factoring. Whereas you get into larger factoring deals, you start to get to deals that are really almost priced like, you know, the high end of ABL pricing. And, you know, that's, that's, you know, not, you know, going to be a 2% discount. So, you know, I, I don't think it, it, it won't disintermediate factoring. It's going to definitely change factoring if we do hit the market share goals that we're trying to reach. I mean, at the end of the day, anything that sort of drives down the cost of capital and the risk associated with it, and I think, you know, as you mentioned, factoring gets, uh, is, a, is an industry that's big and is in, provides an important service, but it's all about how do you mitigate risk on one side because a lot of the paper is high risk in freight, and at the same time, you have a lot of these sort of checks and balances in the paperwork and workflow you got to put in it. At the same time, how can you build something that's cheaper and less exploitive exploitative, I think that's the word, uh, to the carriers. <laughs> this, I mean, I, that's why people are willing, that's why I, you know, we take credit cards that accept credit cards at 300 basis points yeah. through Stripe. We're okay to do that because we get paid immediately and we don't have to go worry about whether that person goes out of, you know, out of business because right. effectively the credit card company and the issuer has taken all the credit risk on, on, on their behalf. So, it's the same thing for trucking companies uh, getting paid is they don't have to worry about the credit uh, position of the broker. That's exactly right. And you nailed it, Craig. And, you know, we we stand in and take that credit risk if, if a carrier takes a quick pay, right? If they, if they want to take quick pay from us and get paid as soon as the, the paperwork's approved for, for payment. Um, you know, that was what Steve, what you talked about, removing the kind of operational risk, the fraud risk from factoring by going and partnering upstream with the, the payer, the broker, the carrier. That was uh, with the broker and shipper, that's you know what Steve Houseman originally saw when he when he when he came up with this idea on a napkin. But you know where we are today and, and what, how we really think we define ourselves in the industries is we're more like American Express than Visa, right? We're the issuer, right? We're issuing the capital and taking the credit risk. We're the network that's you know connecting the payers and payees, and we're really the merchant acquirer, right? We have the relationship with. The, the merchant or the payee, the carrier in this example, who you know now is connected to try and pay, has a bank account, agreed to terms of service. So we're really more like American Express than Visa in how we approach the problem. And you know that's something long term that may change, but right now that makes a lot of sense for us. And that's why trying to be able to move so quickly and take market shares because we are a bank, because we do have balance sheet to go put at the problem, because we do have people like George Thorson who understands credit risk in broker freight like no other human being on this planet. 
Um, and, you know, because we have people that have deep experience in contracting and knowing the, the laws of, you know, invoicing in, in freight transportation, we were able to move quickly at this, at this problem. Yeah, I mean, American Express owns a, is a bank. Uh, it's also a network and an issuer, as you mentioned, yeah. does it discovers the same boat. Visa depends on its banks as well as MasterCard does. But I just think about the astounding opportunity of streamlining the payment flow and the value that brings for the broker uh, as well as the carrier and all of the credit risk. I remember when I was doing freight at U.S. Express, we would have, and we ran an on-demand expedite division, and we would have customers call on a Friday night to get, you know, thirty, forty thousand dollars of loads moved, and we couldn't accept their freight unless they paid with a credit card. And we were paying 300, 350 basis points in those days. If it was an Amex, it was five hundred and five percent to take the load. <laughs> uh, and this was, you know, fifteen years ago when Amex was still very expensive, but. You took it because you, you, if you didn't take it, then the, the, the loads would go away. And this, this strikes me as an opportunity that, that I think is profound and time has come. So wish you guys a ton of luck in your success. I do want to talk about something really important. Baylor football coming up this fall. You're a Baylor football grad. Uh, you're a, not a Baylor football graduate. You're a oh, Baylor yeah. University, the greatest university on the planet of the earth. In Waco, Texas. Uh, I want to hear a little bit about what your thoughts and prognosis for uh, the football season are. Yeah, I mean, I, I think if, if I was a betting man, I would say we, we probably have some sort of a season, some semblance of a season, and there's probably not people in the stands. Or if it is, it's a, a reduced occupancy. That's a, that's a layman's opinion and perspective. Um, but I, I would be heartbroken if we don't have college football uh, in, in the fall. You know, that's something that I think is, is really – fun and exciting and, and a lot of, you know, a lot of tradition and pageantry in that. So, and it'd be something that, you know, look, I think is, is something we can all bond around and get together. And, 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 you know, I think by now we could, we could benefit from some of those, uh, something to rally around. Yeah. I, I, I too hope we have a college football season, but I'm going to say we're going to be in the top 25 team this oh. year. And we're going to, we're going to, we're going to do, this is going to be an up year. I think Matt Rule built a really Awesome program and effectively rebuilt uh, Baylor's program. So I'm I'm bullish on the opportunity this year if we get to take the field, which I hope we do. Yeah. All right. Hey, I'll take. I'll, hey, I'll, I'll I'll get behind that. I'll believe in that. Hey, you all know, right. We're all about Baylor football. We're all about believing in the hope and the dream and getting you know and, and getting it ripped away, out of, ripped out of our hands. So uh, I'm I'm always happy to get excited about Baylor football at the beginning of the season. So, Jordan, we may have to have a, a barbecue cook-off if they let the fans come back. We'll have to do that. Maybe what the truck can come down. We'll get Dooner to, to, ah. to come down, do it on-site, uh, Texas versus Baylor. Uh, we, we'll have to figure that out uh, and plan for that. Jordan, I really appreciate you coming in here. Wish you the best of luck as you guys uh, continue to scale your business. Um, I, I, I mean, I mean this. You're a, you're a, you're a good friend uh, to me and Freightways, and we we certainly appreciate that. But more importantly, I think what you're doing is is really really exciting for this space. And I, I don't think a lot of people think of banking and payments products as a really sexy venture uh, opportunity or startup opportunity or technology opportunity. Uh, it is still uh, lots of uh, uh, things that you can do with that, and and a lot of upside. Yeah, absolutely, man. Craig, thank you for having me on. I'm so excited by the success you've had, um, you know, <laughs> where you've taken this business at Freight Waves and 
you know, you've been such a good friend and partner with us over over the last uh, four years. You know, you and I first met uh, when you were still Transfix, and uh, and we were at a on the border in Grapevine, Texas. I think it was before you had Chattanooga as your address. But um, I'm glad you didn't hire me to build your your futures exchange, and I'm glad that we went down the path we did. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think about I think about that day uh, you came to our old office. And yeah. you laid out this business plan, and I was like, that's, that's not going to work. And what was interesting about it is when you and I, uh, we went to a number of the trucking companies and brokers here in town, and you got to see how they worked. But what was remarkable, and I think this is true of every founder that's been successful, and I, I, I consider you a, a founder as, 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 and, and uh, a really successful founder as much as anybody who's gone out and started a business and a venture uh, in this space, I, I think about the fact that not only were you uh, willing to sort of learn how the market works, you actually adopted a lot of those ideas and concepts into the business plan that has driven a lot of the success. So I, I applaud you. For, I, I got to see it when it was a, was a, a concept, and I've seen it scale, and I, I just think it's, it's awesome. Yeah, I, I I vividly remember that trip to Chattanooga. I I was so you know I was so excited going into it, and then you you just you slashed through that business plan, and I was so dejected that you took me up to U.S. Express's offices and you walked me around and you showed me. But you were it was yeah, that was I came away from there with least hope of like what what you know what could be. And man, you know as much as try and pay as Steve Houseman and Aaron and me and other people's you know fingerprints on it, your fingerprints are on this uh, thing as well because you've. You've definitely given us a lot of coaching over um, over the last year, so um, I'm excited to see what the next five look like. It's uh, it's going to be good, man. I I, I think uh, so much happening in this space. Um, it, freight technology is is immersing. We have our next virtual conference. We hosted our first virtual conference in May. It was Freightways Live at home. We're doing our next Freightways Live at home in July. So stay tuned for that. It's all virtual. You don't have to go anywhere. It's coming right to your home. Uh, we have a number of conference series uh, that we're expanding. We're doing one about once a month, talking about much more targeted topics that really we wouldn't go and have a big conference in person, but we're able to extend very specific topics uh, in this virtual environment. So look forward to hearing about all of the virtual at-home series. We've got a huge schedule we're working with. And most importantly, a passion project of mine as well as all of the other teams here at Freightways, we have space waves coming in December. I'm not lying. We're going to talk about the intersection of logistics, supply chain, and outer space. It's going to be about the future of where transportation logistics is headed into the Wild, wild space. <laughs> I love it. Hey, one, one hey, one, one idea yeah. for a session for the virtual Freightways at Home. Because we can't cook barbecue for Freightways conference, which is a tradition at this point, maybe we should do a virtual session and have Steve Houseman do a brisket session. I love that. He could do like a video. Like he could be, what's the guy on the Food Network that, uh, uh, Guy Fierro. He could be Guy Fieri, and he can. Do, this is great. We should do it. We got to. I'll have to talk to um, Emily and see if she'll get the video crew to come out to. We can come out to Coppell, take the trailer out, take some drone footage. We'll do a yeah. whole thing about. It. And the problem is, we. I mean, not problem. We'll still have to social distance. So, we'll have to figure that out. But I like it, man. I'm in. Just uh, let me know if Steve's in. 
Yeah. <laughs> virtual. It will be the virtual break. Like, before we sign the contract. <laughs> hey, I'm all for it, man. We'll do it. It will be. It will be lunch on. Uh, I think that's on July 21st or 3 p.m. Yeah. Uh So yeah. we'll do it during lunch, and it will be. It'll be awesome. I'm excited about it. Let's do it. Let's do it. I, 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 I'm all for it. I'm all for it. And we, we should get, like, teach people how to barbecue. Maybe they could barbecue at home with us, right? Yes. Well, yeah, we'll send the ingredients ahead of time. It's like the food That's channel the yeah. of freight. Absolutely. Brisket trend, rub. I mean, we'll do the whole thing. We'll I'm, the I'm whole all thing. for it. Okay, cool. Well, Jordan, thank you so much. Uh, best of luck. Have a fantastic summer for what uh, is left of it. And uh, we'll, we'll see you soon. 